with all their energy and, and screams and laughter, God. I thank you that we could uh, just celebrate all together. Now I pray you bless us as we head off into the gym and um, just hear, about, uh, hear from you. Bless everyone that stay back in service. We pray this all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. And if any of you guys have little ones, we do have someone in our nursery. So if you have a, a child that's one, two, three, um, any age under three, you are welcome to just head through the, uh, through the doors into the cafeteria and to the right. You will see Cindy, who is in there helping out this morning. And for the rest of the kids, we're in the gym. This is a communion Sunday, and if you didn't have an opportunity to grab one of these little cups that's out in the foyer or in the balcony, just on the very back table by the staircase, uh, just grab one of these cups. I am going to share communion at the very end of my message this morning. And uh, I know that it's not quite the way that we used to do it, but uh, since the pandemic, we've uh, been using these little cups in order to just be able to keep things as uh, clean and sanitized as possible. And... Uh, they are, they are helpful that way. This message today is called The Gift of Love, and it is about Advent, of course. The first candle in the Advent wreath, we were talking about hope, and I talked about prophecy last week. This Sunday, we're going to talk about love, and this second candle is about love. You see, Christmas is about Jesus. And as we celebrate uh, his birth, we are celebrating that he is the Savior of the world. And there is a, a great amount of God's love that is wrapped up in this, and that is what I want to talk about today. Starting with John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, So the Word became human and made his home among us, he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. It's important that you see that. At the end of this verse where it talks about the Father's one and only Son, and the fact that he received much glory. So when John wrote this gospel, he was talking about the glory of God and how important it was to draw attention to the divinity, the greatness of who Jesus is. Now, I know that we celebrate various birthdays for great people. Uh, down in the States on Jan in January, Martin Luther King. And, uh, you know, people would celebrate what he did and what he said. Victoria Day here in, in Canada. May 24th, even though it's not Queen Elizabeth's birthday, we celebrate all the royal birthdays on uh, May the 24th. Technically, Queen Elizabeth was born on April 21st. Just by the way, just in case you were wondering about that, when is her real birthday? Down in the States as well, President's Day uh, celebrates Abraham Lincoln and George Washington's birthdays in February because they want to honor the greatness of who they are and what they did, what they stood for. 
Interestingly enough, St. Patrick's Day, which is on what day? March the 17th, is not the day of his birth. They actually believe that it was the day of his death. Uh, and, uh, and so, but we do honor St. Patrick and all that he did for the country of Ireland. But I want you to know that Jesus is so much more than just the greatness of a man that deserves a special birthday. There are many people in the world that think that Christmas is just a, a holiday, it's just a birthday party for a great person. But Jesus is a Savior for mankind. And so as Christians, we come before this holiday and we want to uh, celebrate it, anticipate it, get ready for it, because we are celebrating the Savior of the world of the, the magnitude of what Jesus has done to, to die on a cross and take away the sins of the world, that this was God's plan, that this was God the Father's intent to provide a way that we could draw near. And of course, Jesus is the giver of eternal life. He rose from the dead. He conquered death and the grave so that we could experience eternal life. That we would not be separated from God, but that we would be able to come near, not only in this life, but in the life that is to come. That you will be with God Almighty for eternity. And so probably this best known verse of, uh, of any scripture in the New Testament John 3.16. You watch a football game, there's some guy waving a sign that says John 3.16. Almost every time. Because it's important that people know it. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son. So that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. There are a great many attitudes about Jesus. A great many thoughts about the things that he did and that he said and accomplished. But I want to focus on one thing that is ultimately important. That Jesus is the Son of God. In fact, in John, when he refers to Jesus Christ, he talks about him as the one and only. The one and only Son of God. Why would God send His Son to mankind to bring them back to God? Why not just send an angel? Why not just send a prophet? I mean, He sent lots of prophets to the people of Israel over the years. Sometimes they even listened to the prophet. But there is a place in God's heart where He gives His very best. And in the circumstances of looking at the world that He loves, only His best would do. Jesus, the sum of all that God is, for Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 15, tells us that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. 
He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things we can't see. Just such as thrones and kingdoms, rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything that was created through Him was created through Him and for Him. He existed before anything else and He holds all creation together. Ultimately, Jesus is God giving His very best, His one and only Son. God gave Himself to the world. And you see, this is the reason, is that God loved the world. He does still love the world, as messed up as our world can be, as troubled as so many people are in such difficulty that we find ourselves at various times, God loves the world. You see, God, or love is God's natural language. That He wants to pour out His love on mankind. That He wants to be able to express His faithfulness, His redemption to people. And so the Scriptures tell us that God loved the world by giving His one and only Son. It is a a troubled world that God lives and people are so contrary. When the going is tough, people will call on God and they'll ask for favors, they'll ask for help, they'll ask for deliverance. But, but ultimately, there are some that uh, get fed up and they get tired of all of the trouble in their life and they start to curse God. You know, when, when I was working for my grandfather uh, on the farm, there was a, a spot uh, in one of the stalls where there was a little gap between um, the railing that uh, came into the wall. The railing would stop the animals from getting out into the open area and running away. And... Um, one of the things that happens on almost every farm is that there's a ton of kittens. And uh, that was fun for us as kids because, uh, you know, the cats were always having more kittens and they were all over the place. But this one little kitten got its paw stuck in that crack. It, it got stuck in, in the crack and it could not get itself free. It was stuck. And it was crying and, you know, as, as a child... You know, you love to care for the animals and and want to look after them. And so this poor little kitten stuck with its paw between the wall and the the barrier. And I just wanted to help it. I just wanted to open up that crack just a little bit to let it out. But sure enough, as soon as I got my hand close enough to that little kitten that was trapped, it was like, (laughs) you know, whip out the claws and and bite the hand that's going to help you. Oh, I wish people weren't like that. But you know that we are. You know that there are times when we need the help, we need the forgiveness of God, and what's the very thing we do? We lash out at the One who would help us. And then there's, of course, when when we have an easy time, a luxurious time, when things are going well, when things are going easy and there's lots of money, who calls on God then? 
Because there are many in this world that forget about God. You look at the history of Israel and the things that happen throughout all the things that are recorded in the New Test or in the Old Testament there, and you'll see so many times when things were going well, they turned their back on the Lord God Almighty. But God still loves the world. Even though people will be unfaithful at times, God is still faithful. And so, there is a problem. Because some people will just use God to get what they need to be comfortable in this life. And when they're not comfortable, then they lash out. And the problem is the attitude towards who God is. God is not Santa Claus. I mean, you remember what it was like as a kid if uh, your parents told you about Santa Claus and the fact that uh, they should make a list and ask for what they wanted. So many of us treat God that way, but what God wants is a relationship with you. He wants you to draw near. He wants you to come close. Because in God loving the world, He was embracing us as mankind to make that relationship. You see, He he is the supplier of all good things. But the very best thing is to know Jesus Christ, His Son, and to come into that love relationship with God. God loves people not for the sake of status or stuff. Because He loves us as people. Romans 5, 10, and 11 says, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. This is what Jesus has done. While we were still enemies of God, He's drawn us near through the sacrifice of His body and His blood. And we know we have eternal life because we have believed in the one and only Son of God. And so God loves people. And He sent Jesus Christ to restore that relationship that we all need so much. So giving love is really God's gift. Because He expressed His love by giving His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. You see, generosity is in God's character. God does not want to withhold. He wants to give. He did not love from afar off or pine for a relationship with people that, um, well, you know, that would withhold that love. Hold on, I'm going to fix my slide there. Can you flip it over for me there, Tony, to the next slide? 
There, thank you. God has showered many gifts on mankind, and the greatest gift is the gift of his Son. Jesus has shown us how to love because he gave himself. And so this is the main point of my message today. Help me out, Tony. You're going to have to flip them for me. My, my, uh, my slide flip is not going to make it happen. So the main point of my message today is this. Honor the great gift of God in sending his much-loved son by being generous with your own love towards others. Oh, I know that you've gone shopping probably already. My wife started wrapping some gifts for our grandkids and for our kids. And uh, so now our house has a whole bunch of wrapping paper and other things because we love them and we want to give what is, what is good and we want to express our love to them. But it gets so much bigger when we see the love of Christ and what he has done for us, we need to be thinking, how can we express our love and our generosity to others? It's more than just stuff. And if we want to honor God, I need a new battery. <laughs> Boy, you know, there are some times when the electronics really work for us, and sometimes when they don't. And uh, so today is obviously one. Green means go. We're all set. <laughs> the little green light is a very good thing to see. 1 John chapter 4, 7 to 10. John writes in his epistle, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. God showed how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. So many times at Christmas we focus on the gifts that we give or, or receive but to be truly an example of God's generosity of love, I want you to focus on the thing that He cares about most, which is relationship. God wants 
to have relationship with you, spend time with you in a way that makes it so that you draw near, that you get close. So how can we do that for others? There are a lot of gifts that will be given. But what are the gifts that will make a connection? How can you show your love for the other people in your life, the ones that you want to express your love to and connect with them? So here's some suggestions. Maybe some tickets to an event that you can take someone with you to instead of just a new electronic device. Something that you can do together. Maybe instead of just an item that somebody can hang on their wall, there's something that you can participate together. I am specifically thinking about camping gear, and I'm not exactly sure why that's... It's just one of my favorite things. And so, you know, I remember one year when my niece, who actually I I don't even think I've ever been camping with her, but she knew that I liked it. And uh, she sent me this special lantern thing that was for backpackers. And uh, we use it all the time. But it's one of those things where we use it when we're with others. Having someone over for dinner may be a, a, a better connection moment than just giving someone a gift card for their favorite restaurant. What can you do to connect with people? And so I want to challenge you in this. Because love gives of yourself. That's God's example. He gave of Himself. He gave His very best in giving His Son, Jesus Christ. What are you going to do as you are giving this year in some way that you can give of yourself making a connection with others? I'm going to invite the worship team to come back. We're going to share in communion, so you may want to take out your little communion cup. And for those that are watching online through YouTube, uh, you may want to gather your emblems that you can share along with me in this message. Sin needed to be removed from the situation of our life so that we could draw near to God. It was the barrier. We've we've all sinned at some point in our life. And I trust that you've had the opportunity to come to God and to confess your sin, to say, God, I don't want there to be a barrier. Jesus paid the price through His body, which we are going to represent with this little cracker, and His blood, which we will represent with this little cup of juice. That He gave of Himself so that we might draw near to God, taking away any barrier, any hindrance. 
We come near to God because it is important. That God loves us and that we demonstrate that love back to Him. And so we remember what Jesus has done for us in this moment, in this communion celebration. Because when we participate in this, we are saying, I choose to draw near to God Almighty. I choose to accept what Jesus has done for me so that I might draw near. I want you to know that He he loves us with an everlasting love. And He demonstrated that by sending His one and only Son. So Paul wrote to the church, And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take this little piece of bread together. continued to write in 1 Corinthians 11 in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes let's take it together Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to have this relationship with you through Jesus Christ our Lord. That we could know the gift of your love. That we could draw near and that you could continue to help us to share with us. And our our communion would grow even closer. Lord, we pray today that you would help us to understand this relationship that we have with you to appreciate it and to help it to grow we thank you for all that you have done in Jesus name we pray amen would you stand with us